Can't make me well again. 
hope you are listening. I hope you are having a good time today. I hope that you know that God loves you and so do I. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling kind of excited, actually. Did you realize, because I'm just realizing that um, this week marks the third year anniversary of Brunch in the Basement with Javon, and although there may be imitators and haters, I am the creator of this particular show. And so I guess I kind of want to do a little honor to some of the people who have been on this show. Um, yeah, I'll just play some music of some of the people who were kind enough to call in up until the point that Miss um, Rain Pryor, Richard Pryor's baby girl, calls in. Sometimes when we do the shows that are like the legend and the legacy, in other words, when some of our great black legendary performers are no longer here and their children, wives, friends, or whatever, choose to call us and agree to be on our show. I feel so, I don't know, I just feel so blessed because it's almost like not only doing honor to that legend that I've always loved, actually, it's exactly that. It's do It's paying honor to our legend, our legendary performer, in this particular case, Richard Pryor. I mean, that's the man right there. But also, Rain Pryor is a talent in her own right, and I'm really looking forward to speaking to her and having her on the show. I mean, I remember her from the sitcom Head of the Class, but we're going to hold off on all the Rain Pryor discussion, because this is the third anniversary of brunch in the basement with Javon and I'm just so excited about the whole thing and um, you know I want to thank everybody including my family my mother who's always been supportive from day one um, and some particular people who have always called in from day one whether they're on or not now um, people like Loretta from Connecticut people like Sonia, there are some people that I don't even know listen all the time, um, but their their presence is felt. So if I don't call your name, that you know, be cool with that because I love you anyway. I just need to um, get to the music, get to the getting of the music. And because I see us as more of an old school genre kind of um, radio station and the the artists because the artists that come on are legendary. We're gonna do that because we we just gonna play some some old school stuff, but also like I said, giving um, special tribute to some of the people who've actually been on the show. Um, feel really really good. Um, I think what I want to do actually is kind of quote one of my favorite singers um, who's actually very relevant today, Avery Sunshine, who actually was on the show during the beginning of our run. And um, the things that she says, I kind of piggyback on that. Let's listen to a clip of Avery Sunshine when she visited Brunch in the Basement. Let's see if we can pull that clip up 
Um, because you know she's dope. Hello, Ron. Hello. Hi, you're on the Hi, air. How are you? I am so you? groovy right now. Wonderful. Wonderful. Want to say hi to Avery? Sure. Hello, love of my life. How are you? Hi, baby. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. <laughs> so, Javon, this is the yes? other half of the Sunshine. This is actually the president and and the, the of the Sunshine team. Okay, that you're talking to. Okay. Oh. Oh, I just want you to know, Javon, I just want you to know that you're speaking to royalty, ma'am, okay? Wow. Oh, Mr. President. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. She knows what to see. Javon knows what to say. She said, hello, Mr. President. Wow. Yes. Thank, thank oh. you. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I have to say this to Ron, and he did, I don't think he really, really knows, but he, you know, when you start out as an artist, and and nobody knows who you are. You it, it's just you know you still feel like don't nobody know who you are. But then when you get a few people who um, believe in what you're doing, and they don't mind telling you that, it really helps to um, helps to solidify the thing that you're doing. It helps to cement. Your purpose. It helps to, uh, if that makes any sense. It, you know, it, you know, it's like a, 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 you know, a continual pat on the back kind of thing. Like, yeah, keep doing it. This is jamming. I really. And so Ron was one of the the first person who every day, Javon, every day that the Lord sends sends a tweet and includes me in it to everybody, choose to shine. Wow. And um, I, I just, I mean, every day, and I try, there's some days I miss because I'll be up under the bed, but I try to wake <laughs> up and retweet. Because, I mean, he'll have a, a nugget, a, 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 just any an encouraging word. Every, one, one or two, every day, Javon. Every day. Wow. Wow. And um I could tell you, Ron, there are days when, when I'm not feeling sunshiny and mm. I open and I look through Twitter and I see you and you remind me, Hey man, get up. You don't even realize you're doing it. But wow. you remind me, Get up. Get up. Go ahead and do it. It's 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 all right. I'm telling you you do. Oh, so wow. thank you for inspiring me and encouraging me and Dana. Oh, we you appreciate very you welcome. so much. We appreciate it. I, look, I didn't even let him say a word. I ain't let okay. him. Okay. My mother said I can't get a word in edgewise. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I had to make sure I said that. Oh, wow. you're welcome. I love both of you guys. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And that's the way that you all make me feel when you continuously encourage me to perform this show. I feel the same exact way about you all that hit me up on Twitter, you all that hit me up on Facebook, inbox me, ask me about the shows, tell me that you miss me when I don't do shows. You know, it's the same, same thing. Your encouragement means the world to me because sometimes, you know, it feels like you're just sitting here just playing music for yourself or that you're not really being impactful, that you really should be doing something more or whatever it is. And, you know, just the fact that people do appreciate the show, it encourages me to continue on. And because of that encouragement, we're going to be able to speak to Rain Pryor today. <laughs> 
So it's because of you. And when I don't, you know, give a shout out back to you, or if I don't respond, don't feel any kind of way. I apologize for that. It's just the ugly part of me. It, I'm just human. And um, let's let Avery Sunshine, with the help of Jay Hunter, talk about that ugly side, too. Here we go. Jay Hunter. Jay Hunter. You ready? You ready?
Hi, this is Robin S. And you're chilling with us in the basement. Robin S. and Javon, what's your question?
yes, 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 Miss Robin S. Great, great, great friend of the show. If you listen, if you've been listening over the past three years, you know that Miss Robin S. has been a great supporter and a great friend of mine personally and a friend of the show. Um, she's just real people. And um, who else? Who else? Who else has been really supportive in terms of singers, really supportive as being a friend? One person who comes on the show regularly, especially to discuss um, things that are going on in the world, that would be Therese, who actually is the wife of Monifa. And um, she's also an actress, a model, and... um, you know, celebrity, reality TV show celebrity, just like our president, but better. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, great friend and great supporter of the show. Um, speaking of Therese, Therese and I happen to be on the board of the Emancipation Foundation, which is an organization, a nonprofit organization, which raises awareness of commercial sexual exploitation of children, men, and women, right here in our country. And um, it's a great cause. You should go to the website or check out the Facebook page, www.emancipationfoundation.org, or you can go to the Facebook page, Emancipation Foundation. You can also find us on Twitter, Pat, I believe, is the, um, the handle. So, yeah, I'm telling you, good people, good people, and um, as much work as they do, as a matter of fact, they're having a trip to Puerto Rico, where there's going to be multiple celebrities and so forth and so on, and um, check it out. They, they're online with it. Um, I don't have the information right in front of me, my bad, but um, if you are connected with Therese or Monifa, if you just look them up, I'm sure that the Puerto Rico excursion will pop up. And if you're able to, you should uh, check it out. And uh, here's my girl, Mo. As hard as she works, sometimes she has to take a moment out for herself. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Monifa, and you are listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon. Yeah! Sometimes I swear I need a moment just for me. Lost myself without a cause or reason. Sometimes a girl can get upset from chilling with all life's precious. If you're supposed to be my friend, then just understand it. Now name the last time you did something just for me. Without it benefiting you in the process. I feel I owe it to myself. If I Can the love for a minute without 
Yes, I don't know if y'all recall when Rick from Mint Condition came on the show, but I was very, actually, I was sick that day. No, yeah, I was, I wasn't feeling well because I was in a car accident the night before. I had a fractured rib, had a concussion. I was crazy and and in pain. But when he came on, I did the thing and we had a good time, good conversation. It was a lot of fun. And so I, I really thank him for calling in and um, giving me that experience of connecting with new, um, I was going to say new edition. Look at that. Maybe I'm prophesying. May, maybe one of new edition will come on the show at some point. But in the meanwhile, because as I'm getting prepared for one of the new friends of our show, Ms. Rain Pryor, might as well keep playing some of our continued friends. Like Melissa Morgan. Hi, this is Melissa Morgan, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon. <laughs> I am in love all over again. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm done. Oh, damn.
have been so many people who have been supportive of this show. And in case you don't know, you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the Basement with Javon. And I would be remiss not to mention, at the very least, golly, I guess Evelyn Champagne King, Crystal Waters. I, I just I can't I can't list everybody. Miss Sarah Dash, Melba Moore, Phil Perry and his wife, just people who have been very supportive. Peebo Bryson. I mean, it'd be crazy, right? To try to list three years worth of guests. But I will tell you that there's one particular family, and I'm not talking about the DeBarge family, although El DeBarge Jr. was on the show not too long ago. Gotta mention um 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 oh Jesus. Uh, what's his name? Oh my God, that's really bad. Curtis Blow is who I was thinking of, and his family's been very supportive as well. There's been a lot of families, a lot of families, none as persistent and consistent, not, I shouldn't say persistent, but as consistent as Anaya Day, Devon Day, and their family. And now, it since we're talking families, I cannot help but to be overly excited about the newest member of the WJBR family, the Brunch in the Basement with Javon family, um, as we speak, family. And, um, okay, let me just cut to, the, cut to the chase, Javon, right? I'm speaking about one of our comedic legends, Mr. Richard Pryor's family. Now, growing up in the 70s, and whenever I saw black actors and actresses, and I saw them on a regular basis, I always felt in some kind of way that we were family. Like, um, I was, I know it's weird, maybe it's just a, a Javon thing, but I always felt like whether they were musicians, comedians, um, whatever the situation, I always felt like I was related to the artists that I saw. And because there was there was a certain amount of relatedness. And and that that kind of makes sense, right? So now as as an adult, and I know that I wasn't actually blood related. <laughs> Am I rambling? Probably, but I think it's okay for right now. Um, yeah. I always got excited when I saw the children of celebrities um, that, that I felt related to because I was like, hey, here's another part of the family. You know, that's just me again. And um, so when I saw a head of the class for the first time and realized that one of the stars of the show was none other than my favorite comedian, Richard Pryor's daughter, I've watched the show every week. I loved it. I loved it. And not for nothing, but, you know, I had a little crush on Robin Givens, but who didn't? Well, okay, so, all right, so that's me. I'm, I'm a little lesbo, but that's okay. That's all right. That's, that's all right. But, you know, relatedness. Let me get back to that, right? So not only has Rain Pryor starred on Head of the Class, but she also had a recurring role in the Showtime series Rude Awakening as an as a drug addicted lesbian, right? So I mean there's 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 some some sense to, to what I'm saying. 
right? I'm making a little bit of sense. And um, not only that, she's a comedian like her dad. She's a writer. She's a producer. She has a show that speaks about a very, very interesting aspect of her life, which is her biracial ethnicity as well as her religion. How, you know, being, I don't want to say Jewish. I'm not really sure if, if, We'll talk to her about that. I, I I don't even look. That's beyond my comprehension. I'm just black. I don't know anything else. And um, poor me. But you know, she she wrote a whole production about it. And I wish I was able to see it because I'm sure it's fascinating. I've I've seen uh, pieces of it, skits from it, and and it's it's great. It's just great. Um, with all that being said, I'm going to sh- as um her father probably would say to me, shut the fuck up and let her speak. Miss Rain Pryor, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so sorry for the rambling. You ramble. It's your show. You ramble. You know, I could could do a little rambling, right? It's okay. How are you? I'm groovy. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for saying yes. You know, that that meant a lot to me because, you know, like I was saying, I'm right a fan on. of you, but I'm a fan of yours, so to speak to someone they thought that they would never have an opportunity to speak to. So huh. for you saying yes, we got to give you kudos. <laughs> All the people here in the basement with. I love it. So, the weirdest thing is, I don't know what's happening, but my, and I think it could be the weather where I am, that all of a sudden my phone is going in and out. So, sometimes I might not hear you. I don't know what the heck is going on. All right. So, if you, if you can't hear me, just let me know because I can't. It's going in and out. I hear you fine, and then it goes in and out. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so how about since you can't hear try, me try and I can hear back. you perfectly? I'm going to tr- gonna- try you right back. Okay, that's cool. Is that- All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, here I go. Not anywhere. All right, so Ray Pryor, as you just heard, is having a little internet difficulty or pick up with her phone difficulty, and she's going to call us right back. I'm really excited to have her on the show um, because we're going to talk about her dad. We're going to talk about her new show that she wrote. And um, we'll talk a little bit about MS. There she is. She's back. Hello. Hey, Rain, is that a little better? Yeah. Wow. Weird. All right. So, Sinkholes are happening here. Rain is pouring down. It's crazy. Are you, <laughs> you know what? I just saw on Facebook this big thing about the sinkhole. Are you near that thing? Heck no. <laughs> you know, you I'm all the way on the other town. side of town. Okay, it's hell no. Right. I'm on the other side of town. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad about that because that thing is freaky. It's scary. It was kind of scary. 
Yeah. And what's so weird is I was in Baltimore when there was another sinkhole, and I lived up the street from that one. So, wow, you know, cute. they follow me wherever they go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? How about that? No, no pun intended. Well, maybe the pun is right? intended, but that, that is deep. <laughs> that is anyway, right. Okay. I, I think I'll leave the comedy to you. So, <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> so, you you are a comedian. Uh, yes. And when did you know that you were funny? My dad says I was funny the day I was born. So, really? Yes. And he, it, what's funny is like, so I don't do stand-up anymore, but I did it for about five, six years. Um, but my dad always wanted me to do stand-up. And I was like, do you not realize who you are? That's impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, unless I change my name to like Felicity or something, like it's never going to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, and I did. kind of cool though. I, I did one night, I changed my name to Claudia Goldstein because I want people to know who I was. That's funny. Why yeah. Claudia Goldstein? I have no idea. I just thought that was a funny name. It is. Because I don't look like a Claudia or a Goldstein. So I was like, you know right. what, I'm just going to put it out there and go with it. Wow, that's funny. So, okay, so let's okay. let's start from, from yes. when you were a baby. Let's let's move up. Let let's take let me let me have some kind of semblance of, of order here. Because I'm all over the place. But Go ahead. at what point in your life did you realize what it was that your father did for a living? I think I really started to realize it when I went to go see um uh the live in Long Beach concert. And okay. three, it's like 3,000 people are laughing at my dad. And I'm like, oh, my God, he, they're laughing at him. They think he's he's funny, and I'm watching him do his thing. And I was like, oh, he's famous. <laughs> oh, you got it at that point. Yeah. yeah. Before, I just thought, like, you know, it's, it's funny because the way I grew up with him and my family, I never, in my, in my concept of life, like, I knew about race. And I knew there was disparity in, in terms of our, our, our race and, and makeup. But I never knew there were poor black people because my dad wasn't poor. Oh, okay. So my perception was every black man is like my dad. Right. You know what I mean? So seeing yeah. that, like, you know, it blew me away. And then listening to what he was talking about, it was like, oh, so, you know, you grew up in a, you know, in a whorehouse, let's talk about this. <laughs> I need to right. know more about your life, Dad. I need to know more about what's going on. So let, let me ask you about that. First, let me let me just put this out here. Um, one of my favorite movies of your father's um, mm-hmm. is Jojo Dancer. Probably wow. Because I, yeah, and probably because I felt like that's his biography to some degree. But it is, was his biography. He, I mean, he wrote that, he produced it, and he directed it. And it was, and it was about his life. I mean, yeah, loosely, true, but it right? still I, was his life. Yeah. Right. I love a bunch that of stories. Movie. You know, it was, it was one of the, besides to me, like I loved, um, I loved the one he did with Cecily Tyson, um, Busting Loose. That was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I would say Busting Loose, Lady Sings the Blues are my favorite in terms of his acting oh. ability. Yeah. 
yeah, and then yeah. Jojo Dancer, because you got to see a vulnerability in my dad, which makes, which to me is what makes his comedy so amazing. Right. You know, is to be able to share that truth with an audience. Mm. You know. And Absolutely. so yeah, so I, I dug that he kind of went there and, you know, Jojo Dancer. That was so right that, on that, that you like it. Film. Yeah, he's, and he's pretty a lot of people don't know. My dad directed and wrote a lot of his stuff. Wow. I mean he owned his own production company at Columbia Studios. For for several several years, I didn't know that. Didn't yeah, know that. And he's one of the most successful black men in America. That makes yeah. sense. Well, <laughs> no, but I think a lot of people don't know that, and that's so important. I think that's so right. important for people to know because, you know, we hear so many other things about ourselves, and right. when we get to see the positive aspects of who we are, we can reflect that back to us. Absolutely. And grow, you know, so, yeah, he was a pretty, he was a pretty, you know, power player in an industry that was like, you're not going to be powerful, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> made it work. Yeah, because they want to, you know, keep you to a certain uh, degree of fame, a certain level of fame where you get or you get enough to keep you mm-hmm. satisfied. But at the same time, yep. their, their goal is for you to make them rich. Right. Absolutely. That's how I feel about the toy. It's my least favorite of the films. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I get that. She you does. know, I, I feel kind of strange uh-huh. about that one because I actually love his performance in it, even Absolutely. though... Absolutely. The, the the story of the yeah the of right. a black man being a toy and basically right. the Jackie Gleason character although there was a little bit of buffoonery for that character he was yes you know how they kept referring to him as you ass you know right. as opposed right. to U.S. which when you think of U.S. the United States and you ass you know right there's some there's a little there's some underlining tones. Some exactly. tones in that. Absolutely. Exactly. So, and and that's one of the other things um, about your father and his his performances, even in that movie. You know, which if you look at it in one way, you could think, oh, it's kind of degrading. You could think of it that right. way. And honestly, I did, I never thought of it that way until I or saw that point of view. I still don't think of it that way, but that point of view until I think I looked at one of his biographies or something like that, or that, that he didn't like that, that role. Right. Um, Right. Then it made me think, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So let me ask you this. Was your father funny at home? Yes. He was quiet and funny, but it was natural. Like, he wasn't on at home. He was just naturally funny. And we were all, you know, the, the, his three eldest kids, myself, my sister Elizabeth, my older brother Richard Jr., you know, he allowed us that freedom as well. So we all created together. We played together in that way that, you know, allowed our brains to expand. 
we were able to have like, you know, real and funny conversations and do characters. And that was normal in our household, you know, to, to be that and to do that. And it wasn't like it was, he was on, it was just that was natural for him, you know? So tell me, tell me about something that, or share with me and the listeners um, about something that occurred that was funny that most people wouldn't know something. Well, you know, like, so I had, I had a couple of my girlfriends spend the night and my dad decided at four o'clock in the morning to come into our room and play reveille on the trumpet. (laughs) (laughs) He would would do things like that, you know, come on, get up, get up, get up. And we're just like, go away, you know. (laughs) That's funny. Like, get up, get up, get up. Time to go home. It's like, no, it's a slumber party. You know, he was crazy That's, like that. But it, it sounds like he was a lot of fun. We did. We did. There, you know, that's what I think people forget. Like, there are times he could really be a dad, and then times, of course, he, he wouldn't be one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he had his own demons that he had to battle. But when he right. was present, he was ever, ever present and available. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it must be a little difficult sometimes to hear about or to relive, not to hear about as if you didn't know, but to relive some of the harder, difficult, more difficult times that he went through, some of his struggles, you know. Um, I don't, he did a good know, job of making fun of it, but he was so honest with us that, I mean, it bothered us that people made fun of it. It didn't bother us so much that he went through it because he was so bluntly honest about what he, what he was doing, what was happening. Right. You know, he never hid his demons. And um, I think that made us aware of his life. And at times, of course, you don't want your parent to be that way. You want them to be different and to be okay. You know, so I think on that part, it was kind of deep and, and, and could hurt. But then on the other level, it was, it was such a blessing because we didn't have to, you don't read it in the paper and then find out. You kind of know already that this right. is going on. I think the only time we read stuff in the paper we didn't know about is if he got married to someone. We'd be like, what, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> really? Did he, he did. do that? He, he got yeah. married and didn't tell you all. Yeah, we'd be like, who's, what, what the heck? No, what? <laughs> what I happened to it. the other one? You know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I, I read um, Pam Greer's book, and she has some things to say. I had no idea that he was dating her at some point. Yeah. Were he, you aware yeah. of that? I mean, if they're black look, and beautiful, they were his. <laughs> no. I had to take my hat off, you know, I I guess the world knows I'm a, um, well, I was going to say a little on the lesbo side, but I'm a lot on the lesbo side, and Pam Grier is probably the reason, because I saw all those films when I was a little girl, it's her fault, but she was the most most beautiful woman in America during that time, the beautiful, most beautiful black woman, and who knew she was dating Richard Pryor, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing to know, and Let's talk. Let's let's go back a little bit more about about your dad and these beautiful women. He's had more than three children, right? He has like six. There's six of us. There's six all together. Two from the same mom. 
Stephen and Kelsey are from the same mommy. Okay. Franklin is from a different mom, and then me, Elizabeth, and Richard. Are you are you all close? I would say we're, I mean, as close as can be for living all over the country, yeah. Right, right. Well, that's a, that's you know, a we, good thing. Yeah, we support each other. My baby brother, Franklin, um, is really our mason is mm-hmm. into the stand-up comedy and doing well with it and performing with Eddie Griffin, and that's pretty cool. Oh, that's you know, very he cool. Enjo- he enjoys that part of his life, and my older brother is a performer and a singer in New York City. Yeah, my sister's a professor at Smith College. My other sister owns, you know, her own clothing company and works sometimes for FedEx, and my other brother, you know, owns a jewelry company, so we're all doing really well. Yeah, you know, that's, that's we all, really good. We all have yeah. our lives. Dad made us have yeah. lives. Yeah. We weren't yeah. allowed to grow up like most celebrities' kids. We all had to have jobs, you know. <laughs> wow. Now, is that because yeah. of your mothers or because of him? I think it was him. It was him and, yeah. He was like, you're good. You know, I'm not going to raise a bunch of assholes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think he did pretty darn well with that. I think so, you know? too. I think so, too. He was so down to earth, you know. That's the thing. I think a lot of people don't know. He was so – he was he was down to earth. Well, that's that's so good to know. I mean, I don't I don't know if you – well, it, I, it would probably be a little difficult for you to step outside of being rain prior to see from my perspective – how wonderful the story is to know that not only his film, his albums, and, you know, all of the entertainment that he left for us, but you are his legacy as well, you know. And Ashe, that, thank you. That you are, you know, just a wonderful, sweet, down-to-earth human being yourself. It speaks volumes. Thank not only you. Him, no, for real. Thank for real, you. you know. And and your mother and and let me just say kudos to you for I saw an interview it must have taken place last year I think you were on a news show and they were talking about a movie that's coming out or a biopic or whatever and some of the things that you said was on point as far as I'm concerned too you know if they if right. they didn't consult with you with your siblings um, about doing a show a, a show about him, a movie about him, then, you know, to hell with them. Because as far as, like I said, JoJo Dancer says it all. And exactly. what more is there to say? And, you know, if um, if they really want Well, my dad to- was about truth. And if you can't be about truth, then it's really about nothing. How about that? Because that sounds like somebody you know? just wants to get up on stage and imitate him. And, and, and that has its place. Yeah. But don't say it's his story. Right, right. And I'm not, you know, look, everybody's, I guess, got to make money, right? <laughs> yeah, I hear that. You know, I hear that. You know, but, still, but, you know, what kind of money do you want to make? That's my thing. And you exactly. know, you know me from like what I post stuff. about. I'm like, you have to place your intention in something and that's what you're going to get back. You know, and I'm like, you need to be doing good and the right things. Yeah. So you get the right things and not the wrong things, the wrong way. You know, I feel you. so I just wanted to let you know that um, this 
interview is also sort of being shared on Facebook Live. Sort of. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of, because people can only see me. They can't see you unless That's I put okay. a picture Hi, in front people. of you. Yeah, Hi, people. so um, someone, Yaya Love, says that Aww. she has always been straightforward, honest, and a great spirit. Aw, thank you. And and they said, uh, furthermore, that this is an awesome interview. So let's keep on. Uh, I'm not just being let's nosy. Keep <laughs> this yeah. is great. So now let's let's talk a little bit about your mom because I'm sure, yeah. you know, everybody always talks about Richard Pryor, and that's a wonderful thing. But right. your mother, how did she meet your father? My mom was a dancer on the TV show Shindig, and she was dancing at the club, and Dad walked up to her wearing a clock like Flavor Flav and asked her for the time. <laughs> Yo, and they fell in love. That Now, that is, that's very interesting. So he right. was wearing a clock before the Flavor right. Flav probably even thought of, but okay. And asked her and for the time. In love. Yep. And that was it. They were in love. <laughs> Young love. That's a beautiful thing. You know, at 21 years old. It was great. And then they decided they wanted to change the world. They wanted the world to be peaceful and to be undivided racially. And they thought, well, let's, you know, he already had one child that was mixed race, my sister Elizabeth. Let's have another one. You know, let's change the world. And they brought me into the world. And then That's Dad a, became famous, and that was it. <laughs> that oh, world so ended. They hooked <laughs> up before he became famous. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah it was in, the, in 67, 68, and then by 69, they were no longer together. Very and that was the year I was born. In yeah. 69? Yep. I'm so old, they broke, child. They broke up. <laughs> well, I'm older than that, so don't don't worry about it. Two <laughs> years before you, not many, uh-huh. but a few. Okay. <laughs> and all right, so so they broke up the year that you were born. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Oh, that's they unfortunate. Broke up in six, six six months after, because you know, Dad was by that time, Dad was famous and. You know, there was, you know, women just throwing themselves at him, and he was a young man. He didn't know better. Yeah, no, that, that makes questions. You know? I mean, that makes sense. It's, and it's, it's Hollywood, it's, and people are crazy and freaky, and, you know, <laughs> he got caught up in it. Yeah. And no, it's funny, and, my, mom, my mom wasn't because my mom came from a successful entertainment family. My grandfather was a manager for another um in a certain category of an era, a famous comedian named Danny Kay. So yeah. my mom grew up, you know, grew up in that industry. Oh, okay. So she already knew what was up, you know. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, but my <laughs> but my mom's a very deep woman who really felt um, strongly about the political times we were in and the racial times and she was the woman that would, you know, march with Martin Luther King Jr. and the woman that would protest against the racial disparity in this country and fight for her right to to have me, a mixed-race child, and 
you know, and would kick someone's ass if they tried to touch my hair and, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they love to touch our hair, especially. I know, right? You know, when it looks, you see, you you always wore that Afro thing, though, and just let it do yes. what it's going to do. You just let it do what it's going to do. I had to. I mean, I had that kind of parent that was like, you're going to be natural. That's you know, I does. think I only tried to straighten my hair in high school, and that didn't last very long. You know. <laughs> very, very cool. Very cool. I, yeah. I saw or read somewhere where you, you uh, said that your mom was this. Jewish woman with a afro who thought a Jewish woman who thought she was black with a a blonde afro or something to that. She effect. did. She she did for a while. She wore a blonde afro wig. Wow. Yeah, that is cool. very, <laughs> and, you know, and a daishiki, the whole thing. I mean, she was she was definitely she was deep. She wasn't you know she wasn't average. I mean, my mom's now a scientist and astronomer and has won awards <laughs> for NASA. She's a brilliant brilliant woman. That's amazing. Yeah. But then, yeah, you know, it makes right. sense that she would fall in love with your dad, who also had a very high IQ, which people yeah. may not know that about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, you know, he might not have been a good writer because he was dyslexic and stuff in terms of his actual writing skills, but he was brilliant. Both my parents were exceptionally brilliant, beyond brilliant people. You know, which also makes you a little nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. You know, Absolutely. they demanded, so they both demanded excellence. Right. That's what, see, that's what I was thinking. So yeah. what did your mother, what was her response when you decided to go into acting? Both of them supported me. So throughout my childhood, I had the dance classes, the music lessons, the whatever I wanted in that field. They knew this is what I was going to do my entire life, Um, Mm. you know. So the support has always been there to be who I am, which is an entertainer, an artist in that way, and to create, but I had to create for excellence is really where, where it's at. You know, there's no room for mediocrity, you got to do what you do and do it well. And I think that's part of why I decided I didn't really want to do stand up because I felt I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be my dad in it, but I have my own voice, which is why I created the solo show that I have. That's won awards. And, you know, it's been on and on and on for several years because I, I know that's where my place is. I know that's where my truth is, you know, and it, it works that way. You know, but that's, that's what they taught me. You know. That's yeah, that's so. amazing. That's amazing. What a blessing to have yeah. such strong parents. So yeah. someone has a question. Um Yes. She says, I know Mr. Pryor was a family oriented man and strong willed. Was he yes. compassionate? And did he play a part in the civil rights movement? Yes. My dad was uh, also marched with Martin Luther King Jr. Dad also was very good friends with Huey P. Newton of the Black Panther Party. Um, and his his voice in, in comedy was about, you know, bridging the divide, speaking truth to power. 
um, especially as a as as a black man with power. <clears throat> and so yes, and his compassion was deep. My dad, um, we used to own a home in Hanamaui, Hawaii, and mm-hmm. my dad, you know, every Christmas would, you know, buy gifts for all the kids in in Hana. He helped um, build the school. He helped. Um, another place in Peoria, get money for their institution where he grew up and um, even money out here for um, some kids as well, another school. And yeah, dad was very compassionate in that way. You know, the world hurt him, the world and what was going on hurt him. Like I think nowadays, I just think he would just be so bewildered and angry, you know, because it's like everything I fought for. Yeah. (laughs) And look, yeah, at where, exactly. look at where we're at, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought about that, and I thought about that as an interview question, and, you know, I was like, I know, I, you know, you don't, there's so much truth in his comedy. Yes. Um, that you know, you can know him without knowing him, if you listen. Absolutely, absolutely. And he was that way in person. He never hid things. He was so blunt and so in your face. But in, and and sweet about it. Like he wasn't a mean spirited person, you know? I mean, yeah. Did he, did he, you know, was he involved at times in, you know, domestic violence? Yes. And that was a lot of that was drug and alcohol related. And it, and it was, it went both ways. It wasn't one way street. He wasn't just a violent person. It, they were violent women as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it's it's the one part of himself I know in our own conversations that, you know, hurt him that he was ever that way. And yeah. he, you know, and he he dearly paid the price for it in his life. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing about dad is that he owned his shit. You know, he yeah. owned it. You know, and his and- kids are that way. We're that way, too. We're like, okay, we screwed up. We're going to. We're going to have to make this better. We're going to have to. And I think that's why I really believe in the power of manifestation and making things happen for yourself because our heads are our worst enemy. And when we can change the way that we think, we can access all the things that we want. You know, I'm not going to allow someone to tell me I can't do it or I can't be something. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen and show you, no, actually I can. Yeah. Wow, that's that's powerful. There's power in that. Yeah, and I want, and you know, and I and I want us to have that. I want people to understand that that we are not, we are not a product necessarily of our environment. They just want us to believe we are, because that keeps us under the earth control. Mm. And when when we can realize that we are so powerful and so great, and if we weren't, they wouldn't try to keep us down. Then hey. You know, it's on like Donkey Kong. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> on like Donkey Kong. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and, and for the record, you know, I didn't, I guess maybe because I was a little younger and doing my own thing, whatever, mm-hmm. I didn't really know or pay much attention. I don't think his reputation was really about domestic violence unless you talk about, unless you think about him being violent towards the car. But other right. than that, you know, you know, because he talked about that. Yeah, I shot the tires. It felt so good. Right. Let's right. Shoot another one. But that's what you I know? mean. But that's what I mean. He's he's honest about his stuff. 
yeah. he he's honest about what he did in life and he was honest about his drugs, honest about his drinking, honest. You mm-hmm. can't you can't beat that. You know, it, and he let you know he, he was struggling. And yeah. it was so magical because I think we all struggle in our own ways with different things in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, and that's kind of the work I do. You know, even in my solo show, that's what kind of what I'm I'm showing you is like you can go through these things but there's hope and there's there's the possibility for change and and re envisioning. You know, I think we need to tell our stories in a more powerful way that empowers us and others. Absolutely. So let's talk about the show. Um Yes. Fried chicken and lockers. What 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 is what what Okay. What's a latke? Yeah, thank you. A latke is a, pota- is a potato pancake. It's the Jewish mm. word for a potato pancake, and oh. it goes great with fried chicken. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I happen to be. I love to. I love to cook. I love to ah. cook. So I'll combine all sorts of things. Like I'll do, you know, a Jewish holiday like Passover, you know, and I'll make, I'll make latkes and I'll make, you know, collard greens and brisket and chicken and you know I'll do it up because all those flavors it's tradition and what's so funny is is you know I'm a I'm and and for those who would understand like you know I'm daughter of Shango and Oya and the Oya tradition and 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 with that you know it's very to me you know being a Jewish woman it's like Ia said you are the embodiment of what our tradition stands for you are you know, I'm part of the ancient tradition because of Judaism, and and it works very powerfully together. Our stories, our ancestry, who we are, makes us to be these powerful representatives and leaders in our lives. And so when mm-hmm. you combine both these halves, you end up with, you know, me. You end up, like, what I love is my daughter will never know the struggles I went through as a mixed race child because she's growing up in a world where there's more people like her. And right. me, I know at some point in this world, there's going to be nothing but blended people from all over, right. you know, that you're not going to be able to say black, white, Asian, whatever. You're not going to be able to categorize people because you'd have to go through a long list you know, what are you? Oh, well, I'm, you know, and then 10 hours later, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, are as human, you know, but the thing is, when you know, when you know who you are in your core, nothing can stop you. And that's, Absolutely. you know, those are what my, those are what these traditions teach me. That's amazing. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about how you put it. No, it's really amazing because at one point in my life, someone talked to me and explained to me that I was the daughter of Shango and explained to me Ah. what that meant. Yeah, I thought I I was more Oshun, but you know, okay, if that's what it is. (laughs) But anyway, oh, yeah, you know, it's sad, really, but (laughs) no, it's okay, it's cool. But, um, also, you know, the the fact of the matter is that most black Americans mm-hmm. are not just of African descent. I had right. my DNA done and uh-huh. I was quite 
surprised by the results. You know, so 80% from different countries in Africa, but there was Scandinavian, there was Native American, there was Italian, Greek. I was like, wow, that's deep. And so, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, I agree with you. At some point, it will be indistinguishable. We're all just the human race. We're all family. That's what that yeah. down. And the thing that's important about is knowing where we, knowing our identities in our in our heart and who we are in our power. And I think that where we're at now is recognizing the disparities in our society and and being called out and calling people out to see us as as equally powerful and as equally human. And, you know, we have a deep history and my show spans from talking about race, talking to, and then full circle into now um, mm. and where we're at. Like, I don't, it's not like I delve into the politics, but you feel the politics. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. I don't have to spell it out for you, but it's, it's in there because I think it's important to know that we all come from, there is a sameness within us and, and who we are is truly powerful. That's all. So, so in your show, yes, you, it's a one woman show and you, it's a one woman show. I portray 10 different characters. Wow. 11. Yes. That's, that's amazing. That's the thing. So who are these characters? Tell us a little bit about the main characters. You know, I do. Well, the main, you know, my mom, my dad, both my grandmothers on both sides. Um, two girls I went to high school with, one white, one black. Um, wow. A preacher, a um, a um, the little version of who I am, and myself. You know, mm-hmm. and they're all in there mixed in. My grandfather. Um, they're in there mixed in and they, they tell, they move the story along to who I am in the world in which I would love to see. And my daughter is the hope of it, Um, you know, being a mom and having her. And I look at her and I know that she is the change I'm seeking for the place we live in. Absolutely. That's beautiful, man. That's just, that's it's dope on a rope. So I have to ask hey, hey. you, when you when you perform and you are doing your father, do you get mm-hmm. laughs? Do you get claps? And are people looking at you puzzled? Do you do a good Richard Pryor? Is the question. Yes, I think I do a good Richard Pryor, and people seem to respond quite incredibly to it, which is lovely. And I had to do him for him because I wanted to make sure I did it right. So, <laughs> really, what do, you, what do you mean? Tell, yeah. tell me about I, that. I I asked him when I when you know there's a well-known actress named Nora Dunn who was on Saturday Night Live, and she saw a different incarnation on my show, and she said, "I really think you should do your dad." And I was like, "I don't know if I can do him." She goes, "I really think you can." So I watched this video of him, and I learned part of the routine, and then I went to Dad, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to do this for you," and. I want to do it in my show, and if you think it's good, say, yes, I can, or if you think it's not, then I won't. 
And he said, yes, just do it and don't screw it up. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. So he and liked so, your, your you know, as well. Yes. But that, you know, but see, like I said at the beginning, this is what we did in our house. We imitated our relatives all the time. Okay. You know, that that's normal. that was normal. Dad imitated us. We imitated him. You know, my brothers, my sisters, the aunts, the uncles, the hookers, you know, name it. We <laughs> were doing it around the house. <laughs> Look, talk about the hookers, the hookers. The, you know, so one of your grandmothers, Richard Pryor's grandmother, or, yeah, yes, Mama. Mm-hmm. Right, owned a brothel. She, she, she was a master. Yes, she did. Yes, she was. Very successful in Peoria, Illinois. You know, a lot of senators and all. A lot of police officers. (laughs) You know, she was she was a powerful businesswoman. No joke. You know, talk about the moonshine. You know, she makes Medea really look like a saint. (laughs) Wow. So she was still she was still living when you were born. When you were yes, she passed away. She passed away when I was nine years old, and she was a very part of a big, huge part of my of my life. Um, dad always had his family around him. Aunts, uncles always came for the summertime, lived in the house, you know, and that was how it was always going to be. So, yeah. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, someone says it's a great interview. It's great to learn so much more about Richard Pryor and rain herself. I love how down to earth and open she is. That's coming from Lynn Summers. Thank you. Miss Summers. You know, like like I said um, earlier, I always felt growing up that your dad was a part of my family. That's because everybody in my family loved Richard Pryor. I told um, <laughs> my father t- today, this morning, right before the show, I said, Dad, because he never listens to the show. Never listens to the show. Right. Not once to the show. He used to sing doo-wop back in the day. And, you know, if you don't ah, write your own beautiful. songs and if you don't do it in harmony, then he don't want to know nothing about it. Right? Okay, fine. Right, right. Old school. I, I said, get it. I said, Dad, guess who I'm having on the show today? And he said, who? I said, Richard Pryor's daughter. He said, oh, Rain. I was like, <laughs> wow. This dude knows who Rain Pryor is. That's a, I, I mean, it may not mean much to you because he's an 80-year-old dude, but no, that they mean a lot, actually. Yeah. Them knowing who you are—that's that, a—that's a beautiful thing, and that just also shows. It is. Thank you. How my family feels like your family is our family. So just right. know that. Thank this, you. I appreciate that. This show is your show, Rain. Um, continue Thank to you, let Lord. me know what's going on with you, and I will. And if we need to real send quick. it out there to tweet it to you know put Thank it on Instagram, you. whatever. You know, I appreciate to you posting my show on on Twitter and stuff. So I, I appreciate that because, you know, we're we're doing really well, and I hope people will come out if they're in LA to come see it. And I'm ex- and I'm excited that you had me on, and I really really appreciate it. So thank you. Are you going to be touring with the show again? Are you bringing it back this way, Eastwood? Are you, you coming know what? back? We're, we're st- we're starting to talk about it. It's it's funny. I stopped doing my show. I was like, I'm not going to do it and um, anymore. And then now I'm doing it here in LA and it's turned into something that I always wanted it to be. And I'm, I'm really proud of it. And so I kind of were thinking about um, starting to tour it 
and that would happen probably later in the summer. So we'll definitely be coming back east um, as well. With please it. let me. Yeah. Gosh, will do. So where Thank is it playing now? Where exactly it's is it playing, playing right now? now. It's, it's playing at the Braid in Los Angeles on Thursday nights, Saturday night, two shows on Sunday. Um, tickets can be bought at www.jewishwomenstheater, that's spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E, dot org. And, yeah, they're selling out, so people want to come, especially my brothers and sisters. You know, get your tickets. And it's for six weeks. Closes. We're supposed to close April the 2nd. Okay. Yeah. April the 2nd. So those of you yes, who are listening, you know, if if you know people in California, if you're in California, definitely, definitely go check out the show. When you are bringing the show back east, please let me know so that we can schedule. I will. And let me tell you, yes, ma'am. You know, I I think about not doing this show anymore because I get, you know, people like yourself come on and it's great and I have a great time and I'm like, wow, that was wonderful. And it's like, well, after Rain Pryor, who, who would I want? Who next? You know, you're hilarious. Be better than that. But then. I connect with someone else, just like connecting with you. Just a wonderful thing. So, and and people tell me, Javon, you can't stop doing the show. And the same thing with you. You can't stop telling this story. You cannot stop. Don't do it. You're you're a part of. You know what's you know what's interesting, Javon, is that people are saying that, especially now more than ever, we need to hear this story. And I think we need more positive stories about ourselves. You know, that's why I was. I'm so excited for what's going on, you know, with, with like movies like Fences and, yeah. and, um, you know, the movie about the females that sent the black females that sent, you know, the man to the moon. It's like these Absolutely. hidden figures, these things are important for us to see ourselves in a light that is who we are. We are smart, brilliant, strong people. And we come in all shades and all backgrounds and all religions. Absolutely. And we need to see our power rather than our destruction. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just, I, I have to sidebar for a minute and I, I just sidebar. need to put this message out there for, for those who are listening. Yesterday I attended the funeral of a very, very powerfully voiced, brilliant, young man. He was a singer. He was the king of karaoke in New Jersey. Let's put it like Mm. that. But he was so talented and so loving. He didn't care who you were. And he was the father Mm. of a brand new baby girl. Brand new. Ah. Two, what, three weeks old. Mm. This little Mm -hmm. baby. And you see these pictures of him with this baby. Rain, I'm going to send you that that picture. Okay. I have to send I have to send that picture to you since I'm telling you about him. Um, and they don't know really who who murdered him. Right. He was killed execution style, but I'm I can almost with a certain amount of certainty I'm going to say it was a black man, another black man who killed him because mm-hmm. of where he was and 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 so for a black for black people to still be killing black people today, I just want to put out this this message. Why don't you just go 
and sign up for the KKK because you're doing their work for them. Just go, just go. Just leave our community, sign up, say who you are, come with your white sheets or whatever you want to do because, you know, you're, you're killing your your own people. It, you're, you're doing their work. It's ridiculous. It's but if we don't deal with, you know what, if one, two, we need to deal with in our communities, we need to deal with, you know, our mental health issues, we need to do with our stressors, we need, we need people who are going to empower us. And part of that, you know, as you see the stuff I post on Facebook, it really is about empowerment. Because when we know there's a different way we can change our lives, and we are conditioned to think there is not a way to change our lives. And I'm one of those people to tell you, yes, no matter what, you can change your life. I should be on drugs, and I should be that that celebrity child that's a loser, and I'm not. I'm powerful. I'm strong. I'm independent because I choose to be, because I choose not to be held captive by what they tell me I need to be in society. And we need more people like that to speak on that and less on our – what we do destructively. We all know it, but the thing is we're so conditioned to it that we still continue that. So we're going to change it. You'll see. Hurt people hurt people. I'm just so disappointed. And you're right. I should be saying something more positive. No, no, you're hurt. You know, encouraging people that you can change today, but I've got to, you know, it's No, because it's truth and truth. That's right. Yeah. And and yeah. and the truth of the matter is, when we when we lash out on one another, mm-hmm. we're not right. really helping ourselves. Not at all. Not at all. You we're know, hurting so, ourselves. Exactly. That and and that's basically my point. You know. So okay. if you see somebody who's not doing the right thing, or you know, whatever the up. issue, pull them up. Yeah. Pull, pull them up. up. And pull yourself up, because Rain said Absolutely. that you can do that. Yes, Rain, you can. You said, it. you said it right here. That's right. I'm saying so, it again. <laughs> so there's a, there's one other thing I wanted to talk to you about really quick, okay. really briefly, which is your work with MS. Yes. I've done a lot of speaking around the world um, on multiple sclerosis for family and caregivers. And I uh, worked a lot with the National MS Society and different MS groups throughout the world, actually. Um, and I, you know, I believe, um, that I've seen different types of MS affect people differently. And I think we need to figure out how it happens. That's where I'm at. I'm on the science end of a, of a lot of the research. Um, and that's where I do a lot of my focus. So yeah, I'll continue that for as long as I can. And yeah. Yeah. It's very, I hope that I give. You know, sometimes I think when we hear people share our own stories about struggle, especially in health, certain health situations, we feel comfort. We're not alone. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, you hear you hear more about, you know, cancer. You hear a lot about this and a lot about diabetes, a lot about blah, blah, blah. But you don't hear a lot about multiple sclerosis. You don't hear too much about Parkinson's unless it's related to a celebrity and I think, when, again, like I said, when we hear people share our stories and the hardships of what we've gone through, we feel relief. And that's my job is I want to bring people relief and a sense of hope, awe, and wonder about 
things that we can find a cure for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe that MS is one of those things when you, it, it's a debilitating disease and it just seems like if there was more research in that area that they could find mm-hmm. a cure for it, you know? Um, right. There's, so, you know, there's, we, there's some close, some really close um, science that has, you know, has been developing and I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, and and, you know, and a lot of, yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, that's excellent. So tell us how we can find you on Twitter, Facebook, any fan pages, you website, can, and again yep, about fried chicken show. and latkes. So fried chicken and latkes is playing in Los Angeles at the Braids Jewish Women's Theater on Thursday night, Saturday night, two shows on Sunday. You can get tickets until April 6th. I mean, April 2nd, you can get tickets at www.jewishwomenstheater.org. You can find me on Facebook at Rain Pryor. You can find me on Twitter at Rain Pryor or on Facebook at Rain Pryor and Pryor Productions. Excellent. I want to thank you so much. You 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 for having me. You're awesome. You're just so easy to talk to, Rain. I, I thank you. (laughs) and don't forget to keep us in touch you know like yes let us know whenever you're doing anything or if you need something sent out there into the universe for people to know about it twitter instagram and all of those sort of things um you ain't getting rid of me javon i'm i'm trying to (laughs) hold on i'm clinging on tight you know yeah so you know that's thank you i appreciate it we family now. We family now. Yay. Okay, good. <laughs> thank, All right, thank I'm going to go so take care of my daughter now. She's like, I need breakfast. Feed me. All right. That's right. All right, bye-bye, and All right, thank have you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. I should be. Please, everybody, follow Rain. At Twitter, she's easy to find, and she does respond if you have a question for her. She's very sweet, easy to talk to, as you can see. Rain Pryor on Twitter, Rain Pryor on Facebook, Rain Pryor, Rain Pryor. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. And again, it's been three years that I've been doing this show. Um, Now I'm bringing in... Facebook Live because people tend to not call or um, it's a simple phone call going forward in the future is 347-996-5394 where you can talk to our celebrity guests on your own. You know, you don't need me to interpret for them, you know, like read your questions. You can actually speak to them. Um, I set up the show to be that way on purpose. I want you to connect to the artists that come on to the show. So not sure if we're going to do a show next week. Actually, the show is somewhat taxing to do, um, but I am not stopping. Okay. Just so that you know, I won't stop doing the show. Um, And since Lynn Womble is, I'm sorry, Lynn, Lynn Summers, Lumber, Lynn Summers, is actually listening 
today, paying attention. I'm trying to find her song, which I did actually upload into our system. We have 90 seconds left for the show. Ah, And I also want to thank all the artists who've come through um, over the past three years. Very, very supportive. Thank you all so very much, especially you, again, Monifa, Robin S., Barbara Tucker, Kenny Bovian, all of you. I love you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I'm going to play Lynn Summers' song, It's Only Physical. Thank you. Tell now. Did you say, please don't play it? Don't? Are you serious? played on the radio that's the first artist i know that doesn't want the song played on the radio and so with that i'll play someone let's see i got 10 seconds to put it on martha wash who came on the show will play dream on dream on here we go Thank you. 